Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is the mountain, brace yourself, and come into me. And really what it's talking about, really it's encouraging us all to hang on to Jesus through this storm that's coming. Don't quit Jesus. That's really the message for today. All right, let's get started. 1989, Dimitri Dudeman. I was staying with a pastor in Oregon, and I woke about 1 a.m. in the morning and could not find Dandy, the hired interpreter. I woke up the pastor, and neither of us could find him. And I told the pastor to go to his room and pray, and I would also pray, and we asked God to show us where Danny was. God revealed to me that he was at a bar. I cried out to God and said, God, I cannot work with a wicked man. I went down and told the pastor that God revealed to me that Danny was at a bar. As we were talking, okay, so this happened literally as Dimitri is in the middle of a conversation. And I had a vision when I was in the middle of a conversation too. I've had it happen. As we were talking, God gave me a vision. I saw trees and houses and the ground all explode into fire. I heard a voice saying, Dimitri, Dimitri, quick, get on the mountain or you'll burn. I looked and I saw a very tall mountain. The bottom half had trees and the top was bare. I started climbing the mountain, and I called out for my family. Michael was having a hard time climbing the mountain. And I went and helped him up the mountain. The climb was very difficult. The climb was very difficult. It's important. I noticed that from out of the fire came all kinds of people trying to climb the mountain. The children ran up the mountain very quickly and easily, and some of the people could climb using the trees, but when there were no more trees, they fell back into the fire. The climb was difficult. At times we would crawl and pull each other up. We finally reached the top of the mountain. The angel came to me and said, come with me. I will show you what it will be like when America burns. He took me down to the backyard of the pastor's house. All around me the trees and the houses were exploding. Fire erupted from the ground because the natural gas pipes exploded. He said, this is what it would be like when America burns. Then he continued, do you know what the mountain is? I said, no. He said, the mountain is Jesus. He said, then he asked, do you know why the children went up the mountain so fast? No. He answered, because they have no sin. Then he said, do you know who the people were who only made it halfway up the mountain, then fell back into the fire? No. He said, they are the people who backslid. This is the point of the broadcast today. They are the people who backslid away from Jesus. Then the vision ended. I was back in front of the pastor once again. What's he saying? He's saying that the fight to stay with Jesus, not to backslide, not to fall away in the storm that's coming, it's not going to be easy. And that's the reason. Brace. So I looked up brace. It's a device that fastens or holds two parts together. So what it's saying is we need to brace ourselves with Jesus. We can't fall away. It says a device that is supporting beam in a building or connecting wire rope that steadies or holds something else erect. My definition is right here, preparation that keeps us from falling. Now, what kind of preparation? Yes, 
I think it's important to have gold and silver. I think it's important to have food. Of course, I'll send you to josephkitchen.com. I think it's important to have a lot of things. EMP Shield, I think it's a lot to be prepared uh, as much as possible. But the Lord told Leslie to tell everyone, yes, they should prepare, but no one can prepare for ever eventuality. Okay, so what's the real preparation? The real preparation is no spot or wrinkle. 62 times in Coverstone's dreams, it has the word brace. Then I heard the words, brace yourself, brace yourself, another place. Prepare for hyperinflation. Then those words, brace yourself, brace yourself, brace yourself. Then I heard, brace yourself, and endure to the end. The same white figure came as saying, brace yourself, brace yourself, brace yourself, with emphasis on the word brace. Don't stop bracing, for the storm will not pass until the storm. So brace, brace, brace yourselves, and don't look back. 62 times in the Coverstone's dreams, it has brace. Leslie just had that in the vision she had this past Sunday. Now, in Revelation, now we're not done. I'm about to get to something very important here in just a minute that confirms this. I'm making a very important point. I think everybody now has got to set their jaw. We've got to make a decision that no matter what happens... No matter what happens, please stay with me to the end. I've got an important point to make at the end. No matter what happens, we are not going to fall away. We are not going to deny Jesus. They can't make us. They can threaten us with whatever. Torture, pain, pain of our loved ones, death of our loved ones. But we're not going to deny Jesus. In Revelation, instead of brace, it has the word patience. Now, our patience today might mean, you know, don't say something, don't get angry. But in Revelation, patience means don't fall away. I'll give you the verses. And in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ. The next verse. And I know thy works, thy labor, and thy patience. That's a compliment, he says to him. And has borne and has patience. Another compliment. And, and I know thy works, charity, service, faith, and thy patience. Again, he's complimenting the church for having patience. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, in other words, not fallen away, verse 10, he that leadeth unto captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here's the patience and faith of the saints. In other words, there's going to come a time when Christians are openly killed. Perhaps a husband or wife, Son or daughter, mom, dad, in front of our face. Can we still stick to Jesus to watch someone we love killed, tortured, raped, whatever it is, and still not deny Jesus? Look, the time to make our decision is not when we're in the shadow of the guillotine. It's not what we're standing with our hands behind us and something bad's about. A time to make a decision not to brace and not to fall away, but to brace ourselves is now. The last place, verse 12, here's the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God of the faith of Jesus. This is said in context of this. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast in his image, and receive his mark on his forehead or in his hand. Now, I believe that this is the angel that's warning people 
right after the Russians attack and defeat America. This is the warning because when America falls, there's nothing to hold back the beast and the mark of the beast and all the evil on the earth. There's, there's no more wall. There's not much of a wall now. But there's no more wall holding back. So he's saying, don't take the mark. He goes on to say, if you take the mark, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God that is poured out without mixture. And in the cup of his indignation, he should be torn with the fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and the presence of the Lamb. Here it is, here it is. And the smoke of their torn up, torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night. Meaning, you take that mark. And I'm saying, if you're hearing my voice today, unless you die in the next year or two, I believe you will have the opportunity to deny Jesus. You will be forced to take the mark or something really, really bad is going to happen to you. Now, that's where this next verse comes in. Here is the patience of those of the saints. Here they to keep the commands of God and the faith of Jesus and don't fall away. Now, in Daniel, it says, when, they, when the Antichrist takes away the daily sacrifice and places the abomination that makes desolate when he sets on the Ark of the Covenant, when that happens, these next things also occur. They that understand, understand prophecy, among the people shall instruct many, but they shall fall by the sword, by flame, by captivity, and spoil many days. Huh. Wait a minute. What happened to all this, and nothing by any means shall hurt you? Some people are destined to be protected by the Lord. Some people are destined to give their life for Jesus. Some of them of understanding shall fall to try them, to purge them, to make them white, even to the time of the end. Okay, so there it is. Some people will give their life for Jesus. Daniel 12, 3, And they that turn many to righteousness shall shine as the stars forever. In other words, don't quit Jesus. Continue to... Do what you can to build the kingdom of God. Okay, here it is, here it is. This is one of the major things that I wanted to get to. And I tell you, it's long, and, and frankly, just to be honest with you, the first several minutes is just boring. And it's going to seem like it's not making a point. And that would be a real big mistake, because at the end of it has a very, very powerful point as it relates to what Dimitri was told also. So I encourage you, stay with me during this, okay? Dream given to Vicky Parnell, one eight twenty four. It began with me hearing these words in a powerful yet compassionate voice. Come. Come unto me, and I think it means come unto me. Come unto me, say, I say, O oh, weary-hearted, and I will give you rest. Then the dream opened into the great outdoors. It's a cool, brisk day. Okay, again, she goes into these details that are probably not necessary, but I'll read them. I felt it brush across my face, caressing my right cheek. A kiss from heaven I always call the gentle wind when it blows. I'm in an area that looked like one at a time it would be covered in green grass, but not now. The ground appeared to be in the season of death, either fall or winter, from the chill in the air. It felt like the latter. It looked like my surroundings, trying to see where the powerful voice had come from. There's a little hill in front of me that has trees and a little worn path, small and narrow, that runs through them. The trees have already turned from green to brown, with many of them bearing already. Totally stripped and dried they were. An urgency begins to grow inside me as I heard again, Come, O come, I say, 
and I will give you rest. It's coming from somewhere inside the trees on the little hill. One could even call it a small mountain with great determination. It looked around. I looked around one more time, then entered the path of the wooded area down a narrow dirt path. I began walking the path in the wooded area with its dead trees and dried foliage, determined to find the person who is speaking such great words. As I walked, I walked on for a little while, I noticed it seemed as if every thistle and thorn, briar and bramble, was reaching out to snare my clothes, trying to deter my progress, whether it was their season to live or not. What is going on, I asked myself, as my leg became ensnared, trapped by a vine full of thorns. Then, upon a closer examination, I realized my foot had strayed just a little off the worn little path. In doing so, it had made it become entangled by the vines and the thorns. Suddenly, I heard the voice of power and love cry out from somewhere further ahead, saying, Come, come unto me. For your sorrow, I will give you joy. For your toil, I will give you peace, my peace. Come, I say, O come. His words, his beautiful words, spurred me into action. I reached down and began removing the vines from around my leg quickly, how they had managed to wrap themselves around my leg so securely in such a short moment of time, I'm not sure, but they did. I finally managed to detangle myself from the restraint vines, but not before my hands had been wounded by some of the thorns. If only I had watched closer where I had been walking... I could have avoided these thorns as well as the wounds they left on my hands. This is going to make a powerful message. Stay with me. I did not let this hinder me from my journey. I began walking again towards the voice deep inside the woods, and I realized now somehow this little hill, this small mountain, had turned into a larger one. I pushed my way through tree limbs and dried foliage as I continued climbing the mountain. See how this relates to Dimitri's vision climbing the mountain that has now begun sloping upward. I realized the path had become narrower than before, and I said out loud, I must keep my eyes at a closer watch where my feet are going, lest I lose sight of it and possibly get lost in these woods. I walked on a little further, then stopped to look at my surroundings. It's nothing but the barrenness of colder weather upon the trees in the surrounding area I saw. I turned to look at the way I had come, and I could no longer see anything but leafless trees, angry thorny vines, dried foliage, and the little well-worn path I had been been traveling on. Should I go back, I asked myself. I haven't heard the voice again since a while ago. Maybe I should turn around and get out of the woods before I get in so deep. I can't return. I turned, and I looked toward the path ahead of me. I continued upward and seemed as if the outside of it was drawing the attention of every broken tree limb to snag my clothes and every angry thorn in existence upon this mountain. In addition, right before my eyes, the thorns and branches are beginning to rise and form a tunnel of sorts around the narrow path. This is actually as important. Stick with me. The longer I stood there, undecided which way to go, they seemed to grow. I heard, Come unto me, O weary and oppressed Come unto me, me sick and disheartened, and I will give you rest for your soul. That's it. I said aloud, no more standing here trying to decide if I should continue or return from where I started. I've come too far to be deterred now. Not only has the urgency inside of me to find his voice now increased, there's also a deep longing, longing to find another person the voice belongs to. Who cries out in a voice of power and authority, yet also the compassion and love in the times of our world, as in we stand on the brink of our world going into war, 
and so much more. I continued walking the little narrow dirt path that has now become overgrown with thorns, vines, and tree limbs to form what looks like a tunnel over this path. As I entered the tunnel of thorns, I realized instantly that it's dimmer in here than it is not much light coming through because of the overgrowth of all the dead things trying to shroud the narrow path. I'm determined that I should find the voice and the person that it belongs to. Now it has grown inside me, this urgent need to find his voice, as my life depended on finding it. I was almost like surrounding, it was almost like consuming dis desperation in my heart, longed to find this voice that promises to take weariness and the heartaches of life and replace them with joy and rest above all else. As I continued walking, my feet stumbled upon a rock. I looked down, and a little narrow path has become rocky. I must make, keep my eyes upon the path, I said aloud, because if I don't, I might stumble and fall. And with the dimness of the light around me, still fading, I might lose sight of the path, so it's so narrow, and the thorns might hide it from me. With renewed caution and vigor, I began walking again with my eyes on the path ahead, barely looking away from it at all. I need light. I spoke out loud. It's getting darker outside to continue. I'm going to need a light to see by. Suddenly, there appeared in my hand a red oil lantern, and I'm holding it by its handle, and the other hand is a bottle of oil. I heard a voice in my dream say, keep the lantern filled with oil. The lantern, I noticed, is already lit, and the light is such a welcoming sight. I will, I responded to the voice. That didn't seem the least bit strange to me, that it had spoken from where the sky would have been if I could see it. As I began walking once again with joyful determination and, yes, confidence, I noticed the light from the lantern while lighting my path also seemed to drive the thorns and thistles back into the shadows. I walked on a little further, but soon realized I'm getting tired. Even the weight of the oil in the lantern, though light, seems heavy at times. How much longer? I asked out loud, yet I continued. Come, come, I say, and I will give you everlasting water so you will never thirst again. The powerful voice said, and it's louder, it's closer, I, it can't be far away. Though weary and tired of my body of flesh, determination sets into me. I will not be deterred nor stopped. I have come too far, walked through too much to turn back now. I must see this person who cries from a mountaintop with promises of love, hope, joy, and peace. Who does such a thing in a world such as this? Suddenly, I stepped out of the end of the thorny vines into a well-lit open area. The area is so bright I must look away momentarily. I do. I heard the voice, I came seeking say in reply to my question. I look back into the dazzling bright light to see the form of a man in the center of it, and I'm in absolute awe of him. He began walking toward me, and I could see he's dressed in a long, beautiful white garment. His hair is snowy white, and his eyes were blazing with holy fire. It's my lovely Jesus, Jesus Christ. I drop the lantern in the oil and fall to my knees, sobbing. He is so holy. I felt love, so much love coming from him. I've never stopped calling out to your world, even as times get darker and the walk harder, he said. I cry out to all to come to me. Come into me for your weary souls, and I shall give you rest, including mine own children like yourself. The battle is real, the battle is fierce, and the path narrow, but you don't have to walk it alone. 
You have learned the importance of staying on the path. That's the point of the program, and that's the point of this dream so far. Stay on the path. Don't quit Jesus. Don't quit Jesus under any circumstance. That's the point. The path is narrow that leads to me, and few choose to walk it because of the difficulties they face. Little daughter, your reward is to be with me forever in my heaven as I present you to my Father as he sits on his holy throne. I felt his hand touch me gently on the back of my head while I'm still crying. I've longed for such a long time to be in his presence and to see him face to face once again. My daughter, your weariness of heart and body I lay aside. I felt his hand reach down and lift my head and realize he is also on his knees beside me. It makes me cry even more. He, makes, he takes me into his arms and holds me with arms of pure, undefiled love until my tears have finally stopped flowing. My love, my daughter, it's not much longer you have to walk upon this earth. Heaven awaits you now. I awake you, and so does my father, but you must continue on this journey. I hope you're hearing this. This should be saying to us all, not only don't quit Jesus, but we need to continue to warn our brothers and sisters, moms, dads, co-workers, people around us that don't know Jesus, that don't know where the last days, and here's what's more. They don't want to know Jesus. They don't want to know it's the last days. They want to party and carry on. I wait you, and so does my father, but you must continue on this journey. Souls are at stake, and as the Antichrist rises further, my children need to work the fields of harvest like never before. You know your end foretold in my holy scriptures, and you are resolved in your determination to lay down your life for my sake. However, listen to this. Most are not in their heart, though they boldly proclaim they are willing to give their life for Christ. Most at this moment of time will crumble. I'm going to read that again. Most at this moment of time will crumble in their faith. That I shall see them through if their children, their parents, grandchild or others they love are dragged out before them and threatened with death if they refuse to renounce me, their God and Savior. I'm going to read it again. That's the point of this whole program. So what he's saying is people say that they will not deny me, say that they would give their life for me, but when parents, children, grandchildren, others they loved are dragged out in front of them. Okay, so try it. In other words, here's the situation. So your children, or your grandchildren, or your mom, dad, your brother, your sister, or your husband, your wife, on their knees, hands behind them, a person with a big, long, curved, shimistar sword is about to cut their head off and say, and now will you deny him? Are you ready to say, no, I'll never deny him? In other words, is the death of your most beloved person more important than Jesus. I know this is not a popular program, but the truth is, it's probably coming to most of us. I know the hearts of all, so the time of purging, refining, testing, and trials has begun. Has begun. And for all who come to me, fully coming to me, in full surrender of their lives, then I will give them rest in times of persecution, peace in times of turmoil, 
joy, even in the times of deepest sorrow, even all in all this, many will set not ready when I return for my children who make up my bride, the bride of Christ. Now, why does he keep referring to his bride? Okay, would you take your bride to heaven before the marriage supper is ready? No. It's saying that when he comes for his bride, or you want to call it the rapture, it's not the rapture, but it's to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And according to what God has shown me, that happens about four months before Jesus returns for Armageddon. And that fits with everything I know. Now let's go on. He lifts my chin up with the right hand once again so I could look into his face. Such love, such great love floods over me. And I try to look away, but he keeps me from doing so. Little daughter of mine, the end has come to your world. And many still refuse to see it. You must continue warning all who will listen. Okay, if you are a watchman, Ezekiel 33.6 says you're commanded to send this out. Read it, Ezekiel 33.6. You must keep revealing the enemy's plans that I show you without fear. My children should never walk in fear. Remember, well, my words, little daughter. If fear surrounds you, you do not stay in it. You are not called to abide in fear, but in me, in my name. Send the enemy fleeing or bind them and cast them into the great pit, the abyss. But never, never allow yourself to fear what the enemy has planned or is doing. When you come to me, I will also reveal the hidden things of the enemy for your life and many others who will listen, which if my my other children would ask earnestly of me, then I too would speak to them in ways that's best for them to understand. As I looked in my holy flaming eyes of his face, I knew and felt the truth and love in his words. Soon I shall get my bride, my children who made themselves ready, just like the scriptures say. You will remain and the other like you to fulfill your end end time day's position. But I promise I will be with you, with you both every step of the way. I'm still crying out to the souls of this world coming to me. That very shortly, again I say shortly, I shall call out to the world one more time, come. I believe that one more time is the angel flying through the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to every people, nation, kindred, and tongue, saying, fear God and give glory in him, for the hour of his judgment has come, worship him, made heaven and seas and the fountains of waters. Which happens probably hours or just a day or so before the Russian bombs hit us, in my opinion. And my bride shall go rise to meet me in the air, then no longer shall all, but a few hear these words, come unto me, and I will give you rest. Then I woke up. I recommend if you want to have your wealth not lost, if you've got it in an IRA, if you've got it in a 401k, if you've got it in a bank, if your wealth is in paper, as Lindsay Williams said, it's worth the paper it's written on. In other words, it's about to be worthless. So I'll send you to prophecyclubgold.com. You can also reach them, call 800-200-4653, 800-200-4653. They'll give you some ideas on what to do. That is their job, to help you not lose your wealth. I also recommend you go to josephkitchen.com. Get yourself a machine package. That's the wherewithal to grind the wheat berries into flour, put those into a bread machine, with five other ingredients, push about two hours and 40 minutes later, you have a nice hot loaf of whole wheat bread. I've had many people email me. They absolutely love the bread. They love the whole idea. And see, because it's long-term storage food. 
And as in the days of Pharaoh, what fed the world for seven years? It was wheat. I believe wheat is God's food for famines, for God's famine food. It is, there is no perfect one food a person could eat for their whole lifetime and be totally healthy. But in my opinion, bread may come the closest. I mean, why does God call us the wheat? <laughs> wheat and the tares, okay. I think it's because the primary thing we're supposed to be eating is wheat. So go there, and then after you get the machine package, that's all of the mechanical things to make the bread, then you decide how much food you want. By the way, most of your long-term storage food, you're talking nine or $10,000 to feed one person for one year. Did you get that? Nine to $10,000, one person one year. Joseph Kitchen can show you how to do it for about $1,000 per person. We're not talking about half price. We're not talking about 80% less. We're talking about like 90% less than what the other people can tell you that they can get you long-term storage for. I do not know of anybody that can beat that. This is an actual loaf of bread that I actually made. I, I eat bread. I mean, it's, it's, I also have to say that uh, it's brought my cholesterol down brought my blood pressure down and I don't get hungry as often. I typically will have a slice for breakfast and a slice for lunch and then a normal meal for whatever. And I've lost uh, what oh, 30 pounds over the last year. And in my opinion, I think the primary thing is that did it was of course watching what I eat and you know all the other things, but bread. So I eat bread as the primary source. And it's also, it'll reduce your food budget too. Anyway, go check it out. So what is an EMP Shield device? It's a device you can put on your car and your house that in an EMP attack is supposed to stop the attack. And if you go to empshield.com and if you use the promo code PROPHECY, they give you a $50 discount. They also have videos up there Shows you how to install it on your car and your house and everything, and it's not difficult at all. I've got one of them right here. Red goes to red, black goes to black, green goes to the car, uh, body of your car, and you just peel it off the back, stick it under there. Got another device that goes on your house. So, not complicated. Take you about 10 minutes to put them in. So, empshield.com promo code is prophecy.